You're listening to the Calm and Cozy Podcast. Practical advice for insomniacs, bedtime thinkers, and people who could use an epic nap. This is episode 22. I'm Beth Wyatt, your insomnia and stress management coach. I'm also an artist, an avid crocheter, expert napper, and ready to debut my new low-maintenance makeup regime called the 5-Second Face. It will be the shortest YouTube makeup tutorial ever. This episode is sponsored by my newest project, the Sleep Activist Alliance. The mission of the Alliance is to build a passionate community of entrepreneurs and small business owners who value sleep as a vital aspect of their clients' lives, no matter what industry or niche they're in. Check us out at sleepactivistalliance.com. It's completely free to be a member, and I would love to have you join us. I had a night last week where my mind was full of anxious thoughts. The next evening, I was going to be interviewed live in a Facebook group with thousands of members. It was all I could think about, and I was afraid of saying something stupid. I needed a distraction. I started thinking about my grandparents' house. I walked through it from entering the front door, to my grandma's pink bathroom, to the guest bedroom upstairs where my brother and our cousins and I used to play for hours by placing underwear on the blades of the ceiling fan and then hiding as one of us would flick the switch. I fell asleep to that memory, and I woke up excited to have a new way of calming racing thoughts and helping myself fall asleep peacefully. I added it to my sleep emergency kit. Do you have a sleep emergency kit? It's not an actual kit like a kid's lunchbox or a wicker basket beside the bed. It's more of an arsenal of tips and tricks that you use when you're having trouble falling asleep. Some of them might be actual items like a white noise machine or a sleepy time tea. Some might be a handful of do-it-yourself sleep secrets that you turn to those nights when you need a little extra help. I believe in sleep aids, and I know there are many that work. You'll hear me endorse blue blocker glasses, weighted blankets, special pillows, white noise, just to name a few. They work, and it's proven, and I use many of them myself. But I also believe that we should be able to sleep without them long term. Sleep aids should be used sparingly, when needed, and the rest of the time we can rely on our body and our brain to know what to do. Building your own sleep emergency kit is important, especially when you're traveling or something has changed at home, internally or externally. Here are a few things that I've included in mine. Number one, earplugs. Comfortable earplugs that stay in your ears all night. They're pretty cheap to buy, so it shouldn't cost you a lot to find a pair you like. I buy mine from a drugstore in the travel section. Number two, a sleep mask. If your bedroom or hotel room isn't pitch black at night, a sleep mask will save your sleep. You can pay anywhere from $10 to $60 for one. My favorite's from a company called Manta, found at mantasleep.com. That's M-A-N-T-A sleep.com. This sleep mask's adjustable, it's breathable, it's very comfortable. You could also make one 
by cutting a strip off an old t-shirt and just wrapping it over your eyes and around your head. You'll know pretty quickly whether a sleep mask is for you, and it won't cost you anything but your old Three's Company shirt to find out. Number three, white noise. You can download a free app on your smartphone or buy a good one from Amazon for around $50. If you're commonly woken by noises or you just can't wear earplugs no matter how hard you try, white noise is great. Check out episode 14 for more about white noise and why I love it. Number four is changing beds. If your bed partner is keeping you awake, having a second bed or a comfortable couch or an air mattress that you can move to is wonderful. Don't stay in the room if it means you won't be waking up feeling refreshed. If it were the other way around, wouldn't you want your partner to get a good night's sleep? Snoring and restlessness isn't done on purpose. No one snores to piss off their partner. So staying in bed and resenting the person you love isn't good for either of you. Go find somewhere else to sleep. If you need more convincing about this, listen to episode 17 about happy couples who sleep in separate beds. Number five is breathing exercises and meditation. Now you know I'm a fan of focusing on your breath to help you fall asleep, right? It's been a huge help in transforming my own sleep habits. Now when your mind is full of worries, thoughts, anxiety, the simplest way to refocus your thoughts is to breathe and then focus on your breath. It's really as simple as picturing your belly rise and fall as you breathe, or picturing the air filling and leaving your nostrils. I know it sounds too good to be true, but just try it. And when your mind wanders, go back to your breath. Episode 8 will dive deeper into this topic. And it's also going to walk you through my favorite way of breathing to calm racing thoughts. Just know that it doesn't have to be complicated and it doesn't have to cost you anything. It's just breathing. Number six is reading a book. If I've been in bed for a while and sleep just isn't happening, I'll sit up and read. Reading reduces stress and it transports you into another world instantly, causing you to temporarily forget what's bothering you. It also has this magical way of making my eyes want to close at the best part of the chapter. Son of a... Number seven, stop worrying about falling asleep and focus instead on rest. Take the pressure off of yourself to fall asleep. Just be still and rest. My newest sleep trick is number eight, thinking about a happy memory. And not just thinking about it, but walking through it and reliving the details that make it so special. Maybe it's an event like a birthday, a wedding, or a vacation. It could also be a place. For me, my grandparents' home was a special place in my memory. They lived in that house when my mom was a teenager so it was the only house that I remember them in from childhood. My grandparents lived there together until my grandpa had to move into a senior's home. My grandma was in the early stages of Alzheimer's and dementia at that time, so she wasn't safe to live there alone. My grandparents are no longer with us, and with that sadness also comes the amazing memories of all the time that we spent there with them in their home. When I close my eyes, I can walk through it and see every detail. The shiny mint green walls of the kitchen, 
which were for sure semi-gloss oil paint because that was a popular choice at the time. I can feel the plastic on the arms of the living room furniture and the smell of chicken and cabbage rolls that seem to be cooking constantly. When I close my eyes and really go there, I can even hear my grandma clomping up those basement stairs in her shoes that were always too big for her. She would appear with her favorite Tupperware full of date squares and cookies and then cover the kitchen table with them, forcing us to eat whether we were hungry or not. I can hear my grandpa telling me, in that soft, gruff voice, to go to the basement to fetch a jar of his homemade pickled tomatoes. I can even remember the faded plastic glasses that we would drink pineapple juice out of. The things we remember, right? Every month I forget the date of my car payment, but I can remember the smell of the hand soap in my grandmother's bathroom from 30 years ago. Close your eyes and go back to that place. Fill your brain with details that make you smile, and then just let go of the worries of the day. Because most of those worries won't matter a week from now anyway, but your amazing memories will. Another way to do this is to relive a great part of your day. Walk yourself through the moment and look for the little details. The faces, the sounds, the smells. Capture that memory before you go to sleep, as though you're pasting photos into a scrapbook so you can remember them later. During sleep, recent memories are consolidated into long-term memories. You can go to bed knowing that even though the day is over, sleep will help make that memory a moment you'll remember for a very long time. According to Dr. Jose Colon, neurologist and sleep doctor, REM sleep is essential to the consolidation process and helps to restore our brains to take in new memories the next day. Many people think that REM sleep is our deep sleep, but it's a very active brain time that we take in the day's information and we're turning it into a long-term memory. It's cool, huh? What would you include in your sleep emergency kit? Do you have a tip, a trick, or an item that you turn to when sleep isn't happening? If your insomnia symptoms and bedtime anxiety are just too much to handle alone, please find help. I'm not a doctor, and I know that these do-it-yourself solutions, they don't help everyone, especially if your sleeplessness is due to an underlying medical issue or you're struggling with depression or anxiety. Finding a professional that you trust to help you through whatever is going on in your life is the bravest move that you can make. This has been Calm and Cozy your source for insomnia and bedtime anxiety relief. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and consider leaving me a review on iTunes. You can also find all of my other sleep stuff at bethwyattcoaching.com and on Instagram at sleepcoachbeth. Until next time, sleep well and stay cozy. And to my mom, who listens to my podcast every night as she falls asleep, Good night, Mama.